Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Nidarim daf Nun Zayin. We are holding on daf Nun Zayin number Aleph at the top at the Mishnah on the top of the page. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children and Lizech Nishmas, his mother, Golda Basimcha La Shalom, the Shemeshav Aliyah. And we thank Dr. Lander for continuing to sponsor. <coughs> the Dafyomi Shir each and every day. So we are holding out the mission. The mission is going to discuss the following. Which Lashonos of Neder can a person take that don't include the Chalipin and the Gidulin of the Neder? That which grows out of the, uh, if you plant the thing that you, uh, that you took the Neder on and something grows out of it. And which Lashonos of Neder do include the Gidulin? And which Lashonos of Neder are not only going to include the Gidulin, but will even include the Gidule Gidulin? So that's going to be the first issue that the Mishnah deals with. It's somewhat of a long Mishnah. The Mishnah takes up the entirety of Amad Aleph and a little bit of Amad Beis. The Mishnah is all also going to talk about when a nether includes the phrase ad hapesach that a person takes a nether from something ad hapesach does it mean that the iser only lasts until pesach or that that which is made before pesach is usher forever that that which you do for me ad hapesach does that mean that it's only going to be whatever you do is only going to be usher ad hapesach or anything that you do up until Pesach is going to be answered to me forever. And the Mishnah is going to go through different formulations where it might mean different uh, different things. Then the Mishnah is going to talk about where you make a Tanai in your Neder, that um, you're not going to get a, that whatever you uh, you you uh, do is going to be answered to me Bahana until Pesach uh, if you uh, go to the Beis Avich uh, before, uh, before Sukkis or vice versa. So what are the rules in terms of uh, in terms of that? Then the Gemara is going to raise really just one Shaila in this Shaila is going to take us through not only the rest of the daf today, but for uh, for a while, and we're going to bring rayas. And one of the rayas we're ultimately going to bring on daf nun tes in a couple of days from now is going to be from our mishnah. So uh, the shaila that we deal with that uh, ultimately will lead us back to our mishnah is whether uh, um, whether gidule heter have the ability to be matur the iser which was planted by being mevatelipperov, meaning if you plant an iser, so do the gidule that grow out of that iser, which are heter, which should be mutter, do they have the ability to, uh, to uh, be mevatel, what you initially planted, berov, and therefore be matir, that which you initially planted. So in today's daf, we're going to bring two rayas. At the very end of the daf, the Gemara is going to begin a third raya to this, uh, to this question, and uh, we'll be working on that shaila for, uh, for some time. So let's begin at the Mishnah on the top of Nunzayin Amdalif. So before we even read the Mishnah, just uh, the Ran sort of lays out the klal that the Mishnah is working with. And he tells us that if a person asks on himself a particular min of peros, uh, he says, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm taking a nether against te'enim, or I'm taking a nether against anavim. So uh, he, the, the, his iser is limited to an iser achila. If he sells them or he exchanges them for something else, he is allowed to get hana from the money. He's even allowed to eat that, the fruits that he exchanges them for. If he plants them, says the Ran, and they grow other payrolls, they grow gidulim, it's mutter begidulam, uh, because even though he asked them the stam, he only intended to asked eating these payrolls. So if he asked all te'enim, or all anavim, it's mutter b'chilufeyem, it's mutter with the money that you sell them for, and the Ran even says it's mutter b'gidulehem. Now that line that he says it's mutter b'gidulehem is very, very difficult to understand. The Taz points out in some Rish Tezayin in Yardeh and Sivkat and Gimel, how could it be mutter b'gidulehem if he says I'm not going to eat any te'enim, and then he plants a and he plants uh, te'enim, what grows out is 
Ta'enim. So how could you say it's mutabikidulayim? He just answered all ta'enim on himself. So that's a little bit difficult uh, to understand. So the Taz writes, probably what the Ran means is a guy said that Zaysim Vanavim of Shonazu a lie, that he answered this year's Zaysim and Anavim. Then if he plants them after, you know, he plants this year's uh, Zaysim or Anavim or Ta'enim after this year is over and they have gidulim that grow next year so that's what it means it's mutabi gidulehem that this year's teinim are asr b'achila forever but that's if you take a nether against the whole min you say I'm not going to eat any anavim any teinim any whatever whatever it may be any zesim but if a person is only uh, only includes in his nether a particular uh, uh, a particular amount or a particular he identifies particular uh, fruits from that min he says the te'inim are anavim that are right here on the table should be asabana'a, uh, whereas all other te'inim and anavim are going to be mutter to him. So then the Mishnah is going to teach us that uh, whatever is right here on the table becomes totally asr to him. It becomes like hegdish. Not only do the peros become asr, chilufayem, gidulayem, it becomes like a total isr of hegdish. That we have the right to assume that when you're asering an entire min, you're only asering it ba'achila, and you're only asering that that uh, and uh, uh, you you're and you're 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 only answering the uh, that that min but uh, the chilufayim and gedulayim and all that stuff is going to be mutter but when you answer particular peros we assume that uh, it, it doesn't apply to the whole min it's only to those particular peros and therefore you're all in on the isra of those particular peros it becomes like hegdish it's asr the gedulayim arasa the chilufayim arasa everything's going to be asr that's the klal that our mishnah is working with now here's the klal, now here's how the mishnah phrases it Kolim perus a person sees peros and he says that it should be like a carbon. These peros that I see right here should be usher to me. The peros that are sitting on the table in front of me should be usher to me. Konim hain alpi, or he says not alai, he says alpi, on on me. Konim hain lifi, or a different lashon, which also means on me. So usher, he's not allowed to get hana, not only from these peros themselves, but even bechilufayen ubegidulayen. That if he sells these peros, the money is going to be usher to him. If he plants these peros, whatever grows from that planting is going to be usher to him, because he's identifying just the peros that are in front of him, and that's uh, that. That, that he's all in on that issue. Whenever you ask or stam, only particular payrolls that you identify, like the case that we just had, so, uh, and the rest of the min is going to be mutter, we view that like hegdish, that dafka, that which is hukdash is asr, and that which is not hukdash is mutter, and therefore we assume what he meant to say is that he's asking these payrolls legamri, that they should be treated by him like hegdish. That's how uh, the Rashba uh, explains this halach and the Mishnah, based on the Ran, that the reason for the isra of the khalif and the gidulayim is since you identified a particular subsection of these peros, since you didn't answer the entire min, says the Rash, but you only answered the te'enim of this place, and their asr, but everything else is mutter, well, that resembles hegdish. Just like by hegdish, you're identifying a small subsection of uh, whatever exists in the world, so so too 
too, when you say these payrolls on this table, so you're identifying a small subsection, and therefore we treat it like Hagdish. But if you take another stam, you didn't make it like Hagdish, you were just trying to say that you're not going to eat that min anymore. Now, it could be what the Rashma means is a little bit different, that since he answers a, pay, a particular payrolls, it's mistama, he intends to go all in on that iser, that his purpose in answering the uh, the object in a uh, in in in, uh, in in a clear uh, and absolute way, without attaching it to the entire min and to the matzav of the pre. So then we have uh, we have to assume that he's uh, he's he's answering everything. But when he answers an entire min, so he doesn't have a problem with that particular object. It's just with eating that min, and therefore there's no reason to assume that the chilufim and gidulim would be answer. Meaning by identifying a subsection of that min. He's saying, I've got real problems with this subsection of the men, with what is here on the table. So we assume he's being absolute in his, uh, his nether. Whereas if he just says, I don't want to eat tainim anymore, I take a nether, not to eat tainim anymore. So then it's only on the eating of the tainim themselves, not on the chilufim, not on the, uh, not on the gidulim. So if he asks on himself, uh, particularly men of parents, but he says, shani ochel, the shani toim, if uh, now the mission is going to the other case, not where you said, whatever's on this table, you say, a whole Min shani ochel shani toim. That's the way the Rishonim understand that there's a transition now in the Mishnah. The Mishnah is to explain the flip side now, where you say the whole min shani ochel shani toim. Even though he says shani ochel shani toim, um, so he's he's adding something when he says not just konim peros that konim teinim, but he says shani ochel shani toim. And and we assume shani toim. What that what that adds is the, the Ran explains that the lasha shani toim means that even if uh, if if it gives tam into another uh, food, if you put some of these peros into uh, into a pot and uh, you have a lot of other ingredients, but it provide it gives tam into the food, so that's also included in the iser. But mutar But if you exchange these peros for something else, uh, or you uh, plant them and they and something else grows uh, in their place, so then it's mutar because when you eat from the chalifim and the gidul and the gidulim, you're not being towing those peros that you asked on yourself. The peros that you ask on yourself is only the original min. So the Mishnah discusses what about uh, a little bit more about gidule konam. That what, uh, we, this din in the Mishnah we just had that konam peros elu is asr b'gidulehen, and it sounds. But the implication is gidule gidulim would be mutter even in the first case, even when you only identify the table, the the uh, peros in front of you on the table. We said it's asr b'gidulehen, but the implication is okay, it's asr b'gidulehen, but b'gidule gidulin, it's going to be mutter and certainly when you said when you said the whole min is going to be us we said that even the gidulim are going to be uh, are going to be mutter so the Mishnah just qualifies that's only that's only if when you plant the pre in the ground uh, it, the, uh, the, before any uh, it produces any new fruit the seed becomes uh, totally disintegrated in the ground it's kala bekarka so that, and that's the way most things are planted chitim saorim any type of zra'im, when you plant the seed in the ground, the seed disappears, and then once the seed disappears and becomes no longer uh, recognizable or edible, and then the new peros are going to come out from it. So since the iser has disappeared before the gidulim showed up, uh, the, uh, the, 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 you're not going to taste the tam of the original pre 
in the gidulim. But if you have something that doesn't uh, doesn't disintegrate in the ground, you have garlic or onions, which the assumption that the Gemara always makes is that they stay intact in the ground, so the pre itself remains in the karka while the gidulim are growing. So then, not only do we say that these gidulim are going to be asr because they have some of the pre mixed in, but afilu gidule gidule nasurin. In such a case, even the gidule gidulim are going to be asr. So the initial distinction that we made in our Mishnah, whether between a case where you asr the, the peros that are on the table in front of you versus asring the whole min, that whole distinction assumes that the it's it's kala, that it's something that disintegrates in the ground. But if it's something that does not disintegrate in the ground, that when you plant it in the ground, it's still going to be, remain intact, then not only are the gidulim going to be asr, even the gidule gidulim are going to be asr. And we do not say, the way the Rishonim understand, we do not say that that miyot of isr that's still in the ground becomes batal barov of the mutter uh, that grows out from it. Because uh, this is a davashesh lamatirin. Because since the whole isr is only an isr of neder, and in order to get rid of a neder, you could just go to, uh, to a basin to be matir the neder. You could be shoveled to three, three, three people and be, and be shoveled by a chacham or by a beisdin, so there's not we're not going to apply bittel barov that any any matirim, even if uh, it's, uh, you have a, a thousand to one ratio of heter to iser, it's not going to be uh, it's not going to be batel. And uh, nedarim, the gemara is going to say in a couple of daven from now, nedarim are considered something that's a davrashiyesh matirim because you have the ability uh, to uh, to be shol. We already saw the famous run uh, on nun beis about why it is that a davrashiyesh matirim uh, does not become batel because we say bittel involves the Ran says that bittel involves a clash of two different characteristics of iser and heter. So the heter can overpower the iser, but it has to be a clash where one overpowers the other. But if both have characteristics of heter, even the iser has characteristics of heter. So then there's no, it's not, a, it's not a full clash. Then the two uh, sort of enhance each other, and therefore davar uh, matirim. Even though right now it's aser because you have another against it, but since it can become mutter, we assume that it has its very nature, it has characteristics of heter, and therefore it's not subject to, uh, to bittel. The Ran likens that to the concept of min bimino eno batel, that just like when you have two physically different things, you have a bowl of a, a chalent and a drop of milk, so they're physically different, so the chalent overwhelms the drop of milk and is mevatelit, but if you have a bowl of chalent and a little bit of trefa chalent, I don't know why someone would make a trefa but if you have a, bowl, a little bit of trefer chalent, so the little bit of trefer chalent that goes into the kasher chalent, it's all it all enhances each other, and therefore I feel a bad flow bottle when uh, when when dealing with uh, with min bimino. So that's the svara that we saw in the ran a while a while back. But the, the point over here is that when when it's a davar she'in zarukala, then afilu gidule gidulin are going to be aser. Now the Mishnah says, and and this same model that we just presented, that when you're very limited in what you aser, only the pairs in front of you on the table, then even the chilufim and the gidulin. When you're more expansive and you say all of this, the pairs of this min, then it does not include the gidulin. And and when it's davar she'in zarukala, then it includes the gidulin and the gidulin gidulin. So the the Mishnah says. There's a parallel track that, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to taking the darim against your wife, where we're going to have all those same three categories. So the Mishnah says as follows. Homer the Ishto, guy says to his wife, 
He makes a neder against her maisiyadayim, whatever bread she bakes, whatever wool she uh, spins, whatever flour she uh, she grinds, whatever uh, food she cooks, all of those things are going to be asr alai. Or he say he asrs on, on himself. Or konimhein alpi. So in all those lashonos, it's aser bechilufein and bechidulein. He's uh, it's aser for him to get hanaa not only from the actual maisiyadayim that she produces, but even the chilufein maisiyadayim, even that which they've been exchanged for. Meaning, let's say she produced something and then sold it and got money for it, he wouldn't be allowed to even get hanaa from the money or bechidulein if they uh, if uh, she planted a tree, the gidulim of the elon of that tree that she planted. Would would be uh, would be usher to him. That's how the Mefarish understands, quoted by the Beis Yosef and the Prisha, that uh, that when we say bechilufein, it means that uh, if she uh, if if uh, th- th- someone gave her uh, payros for schar maisiyadeha for whatever work that she did, someone gave her payros. Those payros are called chilufein, and that's going to be usher as uh, as well. However, uh, not the entire uh, the entirety of. I mean, if let's say she did maisiyadeha. So she ground up some uh, some wheat and she made flour. And someone gave her a basket of apples for for the flour that she made. So is the entire basket of apples considered chilufein? Is it all aser? So the way the Rishonim says, no, not all of it. Only what's connected the tchina or the afia, which are the maisiyadayim. But the raw material that wasn't her maisiyadayim. So the value of the raw material within the basket of apples she just received that's going to be mutzer because the maisiyadayim is only is only the, uh, the that which she that which she produced. That's what the Ran quotes um, the uh, and the Rashi in the name of uh, Rabbeinu Yonah. So it sounds like he can give her the money that's connected the maisiyadayim, and that's not considered that he's nanim maisiyadayim. Meaning by just paying her the money that's maisiyadayim that, that's connected the maisiyadayim, he can enjoy the the rest of it, and that's uh, then it wouldn't be a problem. However, the Ritva writes that Yoluch Maus Elu Liam, so that he doesn't get any Hana from it. So apparently, there's some discussion as to whether that's true or not. That uh, math equation that we just did is uh, is actually going to be true. So anyway, so that's category number one. The reason that it's uh, Aser even is because uh, this guy did not aser all maisiyadei adam on him. It's dafka maisiyadei ishto that he identified as this. It's only what's right in front of him, you know, right here the maisiyadei ishto or dafka part of what's uh, right in front of him. So we assume that his kavana was to aser it entirely, just like we said when you're only asering the peros that are on the table in front of you. We assume you're all in on that iser. But then the Mishnah says that uh, the, the 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 reason the Mishnah repeats this thing is to tell us that not only when you say konum peeros peeros ha'elu doesn't become aser like hagdish, but even when you aser perosav shall ploni or over here maisa yadeha shall ishti, that's like saying peros ha'elu. That the Mishnah is teaching us a chiddush that it's not only when you have peros in front of you on a table that you're including only those peros, but you're all in on that iser. But even when you identify the maisa yadayim of your wife, the the chilufim v'gidulim of that are going to be uh, are going to be usher as well. The Rishonim, the Ran, and others are bothered by the Kasha, but Maisiyadayim is a Davashem and Mamish, because uh, there is no object here. It's only that which her Yadayim will produce. So the Ran writes that we yeah, you have to say, Konam Yadechalmaasehem. They are taking the nether on her Yadayim insofar as whatever they produce is going to be usher to you. So that way you make it a Davashyeshma Mamish, because her Yadayim are a Davashyeshma Mamish. Or the Ran says that since uh, 
that whatever she makes is yesh mamish, so it's considered that it's a davar yesh mamish because even though right now it's not here, but uh, whatever she's going to produce is a davar yesh mamish. But says the mission, if you say shani yochel shani toim, a guy says yodayim uh, that he won't eat or that he won't uh, taste. So So if peros uh, are given to her in exchange for her ma'isi yodayim, you're allowed to eat those peros. And if you if she plants something in the karka and it grows, it's mutter to eat that because he only asked her ma'isiyadayim, the yachila or the ti'ima from the ma'isiyadayim. You didn't ask her the ma'isiyadayim entirely. So the Mishnah is teaching us that even though in, initially he started using a lashon of her ma'isiyadayim being asr, which would have been all-inclusive, would have included the chiluv megidulim, but since he further qualified it by saying shani ochel, shani toem, so that's a limiting clause. He's saying that, yes, I'm asering her ma'isiyadayim, but only insofar as Achilan Ti'ima is concerned. And then once he limits it in that way by saying only Shani Ochel Shani Toim, now the Chilufim and the Gidulim are going to be, uh, are going to be Mutter. But all of this is only Bedavar Shezaru Kala. Uh, we make the same qualification that we made in the Reisha. It's only if it's something that's Zaru Kala, that when you plant in the ground, uh, it disintegrates. Avodavar Shein Zaru Kala, Afilu Gidula Gidula Nasurin. But anything that's not Zaru Kala, anything that does not disintegrate in the ground, then even the Gidula Gidulim are going to be uh, are going to be Aser because the Isser is Murav in that which uh, that which grows and it's not going to the Isser is not going to become is not going to become Batel now there is an interesting uh, discussion in the Chasam Sofer the Chasam Sofer has a tshuva about the uh, the following case there was a uh, he has a about a guy who had uh, three barrels of uh, of schnapps and uh, and his brother was an absolute drunk uh, he would always come and get uh, get drunk. So after a lot of times of him telling his brother stop it, and he keeps on getting drunk in public and uh, you know making a fool of himself, so uh, he took a neder berabim uh, that these chavios of yain saruf uh, should be ushered to his brother, and he took the neder al das rabim in a way that he's not able to be matir the neder. I mean, he was all, he really didn't want his brother drinking, so he made a neder al das rabim in a way that you can't be matir such a neder. Then some while later, later he sold those barrels and he received in, in, in a place dried fruit and then there was some sort of major uh, fire in the city and all the payrolls got very toasted they got very uh, you know they, they weren't nearly as good and he wasn't able to sell them it wasn't easy for him to sell these dried fruit and now the brother the drunk brother needs an adunya to marry off his daughter and he wants to give as a matana those dried fruit that his brother can't get rid of anyway as the nadunya for his daughter so he asked the chasam sofer if there's a chashash iser because those peros are the chilufe yayin saruf. They're the chilufim of uh, of the schnapps that uh, that he has a neder that's also ba'ana to him. So some sofer has told of this in our uh, sugya because uh, we're going to see in our sugya that Rambam Bracham raises a suffix if uh, it's mutter to be for a neder to be nana from the chilufim of the neder and that suffix is not nifshat. Uh, we don't uh, answer that suffix, so maybe we should be machmir like any other suffix to raisa. But there are shitos and rishonim that explain uh, the suffolk differently and it could be that based on how you explain the suffolk it's going to be totally on whether the brother is usher as well the ran explains that the suffolk is only if someone asks his parents on other people and the suffolk is does he mean to say that dafka these parents are usher or is it any hana'a from the parents and the khalifa are also uh, 
considered hanaa. So therefore, it would, it would ask the khalif and on the on, on the brother as well. And that's and the rush says that the suffix is whether the rabbanon were goes there not to be nana from the khalif in, in order not to be nana from the from the object itself. So therefore, the brother would also be asu because he might get hanaa from the object itself. And the rabbanon says the suffix is whether there's koach in the nether, which is like hegdish to ask the khalifin because uh, hegdish does not uh, does not ask khalifin unless you have uh, pidyon and uh, the issue goes from one uh, to the from one item to the to the next through pidyon. So since we're not poshet that suffix, it's also to be nana from the khalifin because maybe uh, the uh, the issue does uh, does does uh, travel to the other. But according to the shita of the rashba, that the suffix is whether we make a knas against him, whether he, he, meaning if he was madir himself from payros and then he went and he sold them and now he wants to be nana from the khalifin so the gemara's mesupak whether we're konis him and we ask the khalifin so over here where he didn't violate any iser because the brother who took the nether was allowed to sell them he didn't violate any iser by selling them it was only the brother that was mudar that's not allowed to do things and he didn't do anything so maybe there's that's not shaykh knas that's how the chsam sofer parses out the whole suffix of whether uh, we're going to Asr the Chilupim depends on how you understand the suffix of the Gemara, whether we're going to Asr the Chilupim, whether it applies in this case. But then the Halacha, he says, that uh, we have to allow this. We have to allow him to use this, uh, this, these Peros as Nadzinya. He says, first of all, uh, it's clearly, the, the, it was obvious what his intention was in taking this Nether. His brother was getting drunk all the time. He was an alcoholic. He wanted him to stop getting drunk. So, uh, so he's allowed to get Hana'a um, from, uh, in, in a way that he's not going to get drunk. Uh, and over here, but, you know, using the peros as a nadunya is not going to get him drunk. So for sure, it's going. It was never included in the neder. And second of all, he says, since it's a dvar mitzvah kala, it could be that we could be matir the neder. It's only for dvar rishus that we're not matir neder that's done al das rabim. But for dvar mitzvah, maybe we will be matir neder al das rabim. And third, he says, since these peros are going not to the guy himself, they're going for the nadunya of the daughter. So you could be, you could give mizonos to banav benosav of a mudra hana'a um, the, that the father's not allowed to get, get hana'a even though he has a chiv to be mefarnis them so for sure to marry off the uh, the adult daughters of here it's not even benosav katanim where he has no chiv medina to give a nadunya so of course that's not considered a violation of the Yisra okay now the next part of the Mishnah so the Mishnah discusses um, a, a situation where we're not sure what the guy meant when he said a particular phrase he says Sha'ato, so he says to his wife I'm taking a nether on any mice that you produce any ochel ada pesach that I'm not going to eat it ada pesach. So what's that ada pesach going on? Sha'at osa enu miskasa. Whatever clothing you produce, I'm not going to use ada pesach. So also with pesach, if she made these items before pesach, mutalechel miskasos achar pesach. He can benefit from them after pesach. Meaning we assume ada pesach means that that's the. Uh, the range of my nether, that my nether is only going to be asr, is only going to be binding up until Pesach, but once Pesach is over, all the stuff you're producing before Pesach will become mutter. Uh, you could have said that he meant, is li'olam, and ala Pesach is, whatever you produce ala Pesach will be asr to me forever, but that's not what the Mishnah said. The Mishnah says that we assume what he meant is that the isr is going to end uh, at uh, Pesach, 
Pesach. Not only on, uh, not, not that, uh, that the Isser is forever on whatever she produces on the Pesach. And the same is true in the opposite. The guy says to his wife, Sha'at osa'ata Pesach, eni ochel. He says, whatever you make ala Pesach, I'm not going to eat. Sha'at osa'ata Pesach, eni miskasa. Whatever clothing you make ala Pesach, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wear. So asal lefnei Pesach, asur lechol miskasos achar Pesach. So then, if he formulated it that way, that whatever you make before Pesach, I'm not going to eat or I'm not going to wear. So then, anything that she makes before Pesach, he's never allowed to eat. He's never allowed to wear. We assume that that goes forever. Now, the Mishnah brings a din of a, a nether that's on, on tonight. Now, a third part of our Mishnah. So again, the first part of the Mishnah was just to identify well, when do we say that, it's just, that, that the, the Isra that you're taking on certain, that, that you made on certain payrolls is, is, uh, is an Isra on the Gidulim and the Chilufim and everything. When do we say no, it's only on the Achila. Second part of the Mishnah is, how do we understand Ala Pesach, the clause Ala Pesach? Does it mean that the Isra only goes Ala Pesach or that, uh, that anything that's made out of Pesach is going to be forever. And then the third part of the Mishnah is where you attach a Tanai. You say, Shat Nenesli Ala Pesach Im Holechas Ad Lebeisavich Adachag. That it's uh, Purim time. And you say, You're not allowed to get any enough from me until Pesach if you go to your father's house sometime before Sukkot. So, if she uh, didn't wait very long and she right away went to her father's house before Pesach, so now you know that the nether kicks in. She's not allowed to get enough from him until Pesach because she was, was not careful about that tonight. So as soon as she violated that tonight, uh, it, uh, the Isra kicked in. But as soon as Pesach is over, then the nether is over because he only said, you're not allowed to get enough from me until Pesach if you go to your father's house sometime before Sukkot. So if she even went before Pesach, she went like right away. So of course the nether is going to be chal. No great Kiddush there. But if she doesn't go to her father's house before Pesach, and she got Hanoah from her husband because she hasn't yet gone, and then Leachar Pesach, then after Pesach she goes to her father's house sometime in the summer. She says, you know what, I just need to visit my mom and dad. And she decides she's going to go. But she already got Hanoah from him before Pesach, then Bibal Yachel. Then Lemafreya turns out that it was a violation of the nether, because the nether was, you're not, he was standing there on Purim, let's say, and he was telling you, you're not allowed to get enough from me until Pesach if you go to your father's house before Sukkot. So uh, she got enough from him before Pesach. She had not yet gone to her father's house, but then before Sukkot she went. So it turns out in Mephraya, it's a violation of Bal Yachel, very mistaver. Then the Mishnah says, and, and what if it were the opposite? It was Chodesh Adar, again, Purim time, and he says, Shat Nanisli Adachag, that you should not be allowed to get enough from me until Sukkot. If you go to your father's house within the next month before Pesach, so uh, where the, the, the Isser is longer than the Zman of the Tanai. So we're flipping it. In the previous case, the Zman of Isser was shorter than the Zman of Tanai. The Isser was only for a month, but the Tanai was going to be for the next seven months. Uh, over here, it's the opposite, that the Isser is longer than the Zman of Tanai. So Pesach, if she goes to, uh, to, to the father's house before Pesach, okay, so that the neder is chal, and she's not allowed to get any anah from him until Sukkot, because she wasn't careful about the Tanai. And even though she's not allowed to get any anah from him until Chag, she's still allowed to go to her father's house after Pesach. We don't say that we're going to make a gzeit, meaning, of course she's allowed to go after Pesach. The, the deal was, the whole nether was only if you go, there was never any restriction on her going 
after Pesach. Why would that be a problem at all? So of course, so the Rishonim discuss what in the world is the Chiddush over here. So the Ran, uh, back on Tezvav uh, Beis, explains that the Chiddush over here is that you don't say, we're going to make Xerah, she shouldn't go to the base of Via, so that she shouldn't forget that she's not allowed to get Hanah from, uh, from, from her husband. No, the, we don't make any such Xerahs uh, from one case to the other. Tulsa says, no, nah, there's no Chiddush. It's just Agav that the Reisha mentioned that if she went Achara Pesach, she violates Bal Yochel and Mafreya. So over here we mentioned that in this case she's allowed to go Achar Pesach, even though uh, there's absolutely no Chiddush in this line of the Mishnah. Okay, so says the uh, Gemara now. We said in the Mishnah that the case where it's Asr Bechulufein and Bechulayan is you have Peros in front of you on the table and you say, these Peros are included in my nether, I'm, I'm making a nether on these Peros, not all Ta'enim, not all of them, these Peros. So we said, so then we assume that it's Asr Bechulufein, Bechulayan, everything. You're all in on the Isser of those Peros. So the Gemara raises the following uh, suffix and uh, we're going to come back to our Mishnah in a couple of days to figure out how our Mishnah might be poshate the suffix. Yishmal Ishkfar Yama. Yishmal who lived in a village that was right by the uh, the seashore. Va'amila Ishkfar Dima. It's a question how to read that word. Is it Ishkfar Dima or Ishkfar Diyama? Uh, meaning which would mean if it's Diyama then it's really the same thing. It's not that all that different from Ishkfar Yama. But whoever this person was, Hela uh, he had the following Shaila that he brought in his hand. So what does it mean? He brought the Shaila in his hand. So the uh, Rishonim right, uh, the Ran writes, it means that uh, that he, he, it was in his mouth. Sometimes we use the word Yad to describe uh, that which is in his mouth. Uh, the, and the Ran quotes from the Navi Yeshayu Paragvav, Ubi Yado Ritzpa. So uh, it's a, it, the Targum on the Pasuk is Ubipume Mimalel, that there was words of Nevua Bipume in his mouth, even though the Navi used the word Biyado. Okay, technicality. So El Biyado, he had the following, he had the following Shaila. Betzel Sha'akaru B'Shviz. If you have an onion that you took out of the ground during Shemitah, and by Yerakos we assume that the Yisra Shviz is, is B'Shas Likitasam, that it goes based on when it was picked from the ground. It's not B'Shas Yenika or any of that. It's B'Shas Likitasam. It's when you pick it from the ground. So this is a bona fide onion of Shemitah with all of the Shemitah restrictions. And then, during the eighth year, Unatau B'Shminis. You plant it in the ground to grow more onions during the eighth year. So, uh, the, and we already said that a betzel is one of the things that it's a zarokala, that when you plant it in the ground, it, uh, it, uh, it, it I'm sorry, it's shein zarokala, that it stays intact, that it doesn't disintegrate in the, in the, in the ground. So, uh, so if that's the, so, so what happens, you plant this onion in the ground, it's still there in the ground as new stuff is growing. So it's a shemitah onion you planted in the year after shemitah, virabu gidula valikaro. And there are more gidulim that come from the betzel than the betzel originally was than the size of the Bethel that was originally planted. So it's enough to, to be mevatel, the Iker Kedusha Shviyas. So what is the din? Do we assume that there still is Kedusha Shviyas on that onion that's in the ground and, and maybe on the Gidulim as well or not? So Vahi kami bayulay. And the Shaila really is Gidul of Heter, the Ikaro Aser. If the Gidulim that are Heter and the, and, the, and the Iker that is planted in the ground is Aser, do we say Kivan to Rabu Gidul of Meikaro, Osen Gidul and Heter, 
Malinus Iser, that since there's more Gidulim than there is the Iker, they, they're Mevatal the Iser, like any other Tarovas of Iser Vaheter, where the, 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 the Miut is going to be Batal Barov, Allah, or do we assume that it does not have the ability to be Mevatal the Iker Iser, uh, because uh, they're, they're, they're Yotzimi Menu, they're Nimshach Acharav, and Adrava, maybe the Gidulim themselves are Aser. Uh, are so, the way the Rana understands is that the suffix is not only whether the onion that's still in the ground is asr, the suffix is whether the gidulim are nimshach after that onion that's still in the ground, and they also become uh, become asr. Uh, not all Rishonim understand that way. Most of the other Rishonim understand that the that the shayli is the gidulim are for sure hetter, uh, like the Gemara seems to be saying. It's gidule hetter. The suffix of uh, Yishmal is kfar yama or kfar dima is uh, whether the their mevatal the ikr that's still in the ground, meaning the onion that was planted in the ground, does that now become mutter because uh, the, 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 it's mevatal? The rush explains uh, within that uh, approach that the subject is maybe it shouldn't become batel because uh, the gidulim and the ikar are not really bitaroves. They're not misarev legamri. The uh, the ikar is in the ground. The gidulim are above the ground. So maybe they don't apply bitel in such a case. The Rashman tells us and says the subject is whether the chachamim were machmir that the ikar shouldn't become batel because it's dover chashuv. Look what it's doing. It's producing all these payrolls. So maybe it's a dover chashuv and doesn't become batel. So again, yeah, uh, the Rana says that the shail is even about the gidulim. Most other Rishonim say no, the shail is only about the onion in the ground, whether that now becomes mutter because it becomes bottle. So it says Gemara, two rayas for today we'll see. So Asal came to Rabbi Ami, they came to Rabbi Ami with the shaila, lo have a He didn't have an immediate answer. So Asal came to Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha, so they went to Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha, so Pashal de Minado, so he said, I have an answer. Dam Rabbi Chanina, Trisa, Dam Rabbi Chanina, Trisa, Am Rabbi Yanai, Betzel Shal Truma. If you have an onion that is Truma, where it's got to be eaten only by Kohanim and only by Tahara, so Shinata'o, and then you plant it in the ground, Verabu and more uh, onions grow and more than what was planted grows mutter so that that um, onion that you planted in the ground is mutter for a non-coin to eat because the shame truma is bottle from it so you see that the gidulim are not nimshach after the ikar adraba the gidulim are mevatel the ikar so the same should, should the chor be true about the shemitah onion that's planted in the ground that the gidulim should be mevatel the shemitah onion well, you bring me a raya because that's the shita of Rabbi Hanina Trisa. Don't you know that there are two Gedolei Amorayim that disagree with him? So how are you going to bring a raya from his shita when you know full well that there are two Gedolei Amorayim that disagree with him? Maninu train. Who are the uh, two Amorayim that disagree with uh, Rabbi Yanai? So one is Rabbi Yochanan. Dam Rabbi Rabbi Yochanan. Yalda. If you have a young tree which is still subject to Orla, that you're marking on an old tree that's not subject to Orla, and there are peros that come from the young tree. And so if the Ikra din is after the Arkava, the Natiya becomes bottle to the Zakena. So any peros that grow on it, uh, henceforth, are going to be mutter. They're not going to be Orla. But the peros that were there before the Arkava, even though they continue to grow now and now beheter, they remain in their original Isra. They remain Asr. Even though they grew more than 200 times their original size, meaning at the time they are covered, this Arla branch had teeny tiny payros. And then you're Markivit, and it grows more than 200 times the size, which is the shear of Bittel for Arla. 
Usser. You're not allowed to get enough from those uh, from those payros. So you see that Rabbi Yochanan disagrees with Rabbi Yana. He holds that the Gidul they had there are not Mevatel, the original Isser. And there's another Amor. If you take a Betzel, you take an onion, you plant it in a vineyard, and then you uproot the vines, Usser. That remains Usser, even though it continues to grow. All the Gidulim that come out of it, it we don't say all the Gidulim had there after you, after you uprooted the Kerem are Mevatalit. And then Raya number, so, so that's why Raya number one is not a Raya. Raya number two, Rabbi Ami was posted the Shaila from the following. Let's say you were Mafresh Trumus Maestros from a certain amount of, uh, of onions, Uzra'a, and then you planted them in the field and it grew a lot more. Uh, so all the new stuff is going to be chayiv in shumas and maisos misaseres lefikula. You have to take shumas and maisos for not only klape the gidulim but klape the ikar as well. So you see that the gidulim are not nimshach after the ikar to become potter from maiser. So you see osim gidulin mevatlin ikar that the gidulim are mevatlin the ikar because the gidulim are chayiv in shumas and maisos. The ikar was not. Now we're saying the gidulim and the ikar are chayiv in shumas and maisos because there's more gidulim than there was ikar. So over here also when you have this. Uh, this this onion of uh, Shemitah that was planted in the ground in the eighth year, and now there's so much produce of the eighth year, it should be able to be mevatel. The produce of the eighth year should be mevatel. That uh, that original onion of Shemitah says, Mar, this is not a good raya because Dilma Luchum Rashaini." Over here, we're saying that the gidulim are the iser. The gidulim are the tevel. That's what's chayiv in Shumas So to say that the gidulim are going to be mevatel, the ikker, in order to be machmir to to be mevatel yeah, we'll say that. But do we do? Are are we necessarily going to say that Kidulim are going to be Mevatel, the Iker, in order to be Mekil, uh, that it's going to, that the Isser is going to go away, so that we don't have a, we don't have a, a, a Raya from. So, Bezashem, we'll pick up with the third Raya tomorrow, Elamin Hadda. Have a great day, everybody.